And so we've been looking at um, yesterday. I was in the in the first service. I was looking at the the conversation around around freshness. Amen. We're looking at the conversation around freshness. And um, where's David? I thought I saw David. Okay. God bless you. Happy to see you. So we're looking at the conversation around freshness and how we all, as as um, the sons and the daughters of God, we were created to participate in the fresh, in the freshness of God. Praise God. You were never made to be stale. Are you with me? It is dangerous to to be stale. It is dangerous to operate a stale spirit. And so I was laying that I was laying that emphasis yesterday. Amen. That if you are stale, you won't live in the accuracy of God. That God, God is resident in freshness. Are we together now? And so we have to pursue freshness. Another word for freshness, if you want to use it, I just prefer to use freshness because it, 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 it captures what I'm talking about most accurately is to be filled with the Spirit. Are we together now? So, the enemy will prefer you not fresh, not, not present spiritually. And then we have to understand the importance of freshness and then see freshness or inculcate freshness as your spiritual culture and not a one-off thing. Not, you, know, you know, one of the reasons why I'm happy about this house is that it's not a house that survives by programs. You get my point now? Where we have a conference, everybody's revived, we go back to square one, that we need another another conference and call it three days of revival. You know, that's not accurate enough. Are we together now? We should be fresh. Uh, and it ought to be a culture. Are you with me? It ought to be a culture because the Lord is in freshness. You can't afford to do life only from your past experiences. Because if that was enough, the Bible would not say that his mercies are new every morning. Are we together now? And I tell you the truth, if you can understand the, how this thing operates, 
you can always be fresh. Are you with me? You can always what? You can always be fresh. You can always be fresh. Where the speakings of God are consistent in your tabernacle. Where you flow in the exactness of God. Let me tell you one of my desires. One of my desires is that why people who are not given to lingua but but actually operates the fruit of righteousness in in the practical time terms not given to what to lingua some type of spiritual language where people not given to some type where we can talk in a certain certain way i'm really not impressed in language you understand the realms you can talk many deep things language but your life doesn't prove precision hmm? and i tell you the truth precision is normal and when it becomes a big deal to you i know that you're in crisis precision is what precision is normal some people have made, and that's why I'm very careful with this teaching. Some people have made precision such a big deal that they make a shipwreck of their faith. You see them today, they are in Aquaibon. They go to Aquaibon. They don't know anybody in Aquaibon. You say, what are you doing in Aquaibon? They say, the spirit sent me to Aquaibon. You say, okay. Three weeks or one month later, you see them in you ask them, what are you doing in Ogbomosho? They will say, the spirit sent me to Ogbomosho. That is not being spiritual. Wisdom is justified by our children. If your movement is accurate, testimonies will follow you. What do I mean by testimonies? It, there will be proof that the Lord is with you. God cannot say to a quiet bomb and we find you begging from house to house. Please give me five naira, give me two naira. It's not the Lord. You get my point. He's not, he's, he doesn't call his children to disgrace. Are you with me, my friends? I just need to, sometimes I like to touch on all these gray areas because as I'm preaching, Satan too is preaching. It does not have a it does not have a voice, but because I'm a bet, I'm a beautiful preacher, I'm called, he's not called. And he wants to speak to God's people, he can take the words of a preacher and um, and then the people hear what the preacher is not saying, and then you are lost. And so a preacher must be careful of what he says and what he doesn't say. That what you are not saying is also part of your message. So when you are speaking and you suspect that people can hear another thing, you had better say that or that thing and say, that's not what. So a preacher must say what he's saying and he must also say what he's not saying. Are we together, friends? So, accuracy can be normal. 
Huh? If you follow the right channels, which I tried to talk to you about yesterday, I was able to pick only one. There are about three channels that you can invest in. If you invest in those three channels, I am definite that you can be accurate. And you have to be accurate because your destiny is unfolding. Huh? Is a what? Is unfolding. Destiny is in chapters. And it's accuracy that opens the book. It's accuracy that opens the book. If you're not accurate, you can be operating in the old. It is accuracy that opens you up to your new chapter. And that's why nothing nothing great or powerful happens by fluke. Somebody was faithful in his previous season. That's why a new season opened up. Sometimes you see somebody's new season, you're like, wow. And you say, I tap. (laughs) You can't tap if you are not accurate. You see, the pouring of oil on your head must meet accuracy in your heart. Or else the oil is useless. If they pour oil on one's head who is not living in accuracy, and they do not pour oil on the other one's head who is living in accuracy, the one who they pour oil on his head, I'd better scoop the oil and go and use it to fry something because it's a waste. Yeah. Yeah. If you go and sleep in all the great men of God's grave, in order to collect their anointing, but you don't live accurately, you are wasting your time. If you wash your pastor's car, cook his food from today to tomorrow, and you don't live in accuracy, those things are good, but they have to meet an accurate heart. It has to meet accuracy. 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 And it's freshness that bears accuracy. Listen, until God has spoken, you are wrong. Until God has spoken, you are wrong. And it is the freshness of the spirit that helps us receive, that helps the Lord to light his word in our tabernacle. You know, in this short series I've been doing, I started yesterday, I'm just trusting God for you that the light of God will consistently be in your tabernacle. That's my prayer for you. The light of God. That it will be, it will be a consistent thing. That the oracle, you would, you will walk with God in a way where there is an oracle in your spirit, a walking oracle. The oracle of God's voice. Are you with me? And I'm talking about the practicality of this, not the language. Well, somebody can say oraculous. I flew in the oraculous. You know this? I'm just tired. Because 
simplicity would always be the proof of understanding. When there is understanding, life is simplified. Yeah. So you have to go for freshness. Then we now, you, you can get, you should get, for those who don't come for Saturday's service, who come for Sunday's service, I encourage you to get um, Saturday's messages always. So we're now looking at the book of Luke chapter 4. And um, I spoke about three channels where you have to be accurate, where you have to invest in attaining accuracy. I said three places where you have to be fresh. I said freshness of word. Amen. You have to be fresh in word. I said freshness in the spirit. And then I said freshness in the Lord. The both, the last two is freshness in the spirit, freshness in the spirit. But I decided to change the third one to Lord, not spirit. And I'll tell you why. So we began to look at Luke chapter 4. And we saw where the enemy was going to tempt Jesus. And it was after he had fasted for 40 days. And then was led by the spirit to the wilderness. Now, the constitution of this statement is alien to your generation. Filled with the spirit, led by the spirit into the wilderness. You are, that's strange to you. Because if you are going to be led by the spirit, it will be to the palace. Are you together with me? That's why that's the third freshness. Freshness in the Lord. Where you can go where he says you should go. You don't choose, you don't choose where to go. And I told you, and I'm going to get there maybe next week when we talk about freshness in the Lord. The difference between the previous revival and this present experience we're having is that the SU revival preached freshness in the Lord. I told you I know about the SU revival because God took me there. I had an experience and God took me there and I and I saw that revival. I saw the spiritual construct of that revival. And that's why even though then they were fewer, but they were more effective. You see, because the glory was in their midst. They were fewer, but more what? Effective. And the difference between the unbeliever and the believer is very clear. You understand? Now you are not sure. Then if you got saved, you are sure. Everybody know you are saved. You, you join some strange people. You get my point now? You join, is like the, the dichotomy was, you know, is clear. Now the badge is saved. You get my point? Yeah. And I'm not denying his salvation. I'm just saying that those days when you get saved, there wouldn't need to be a debate. You get my point? Now, the problem is not the people who are getting saved now. The problem is the setting they are being saved into. That is what has corrupted what it means to be what? To be saved. You get my point now? Who are they joining? Do you know what's that? Yes, that is, 
is like goat joining sheep goat. Mixed breed. You get my point now. Are we together, friends? Like uh, full breed goat gets saved, but when he comes to the family, he means mixed breed goat and goat and sheep. But you get my point, what I'm talking about. That leadership of the spirit. So after a while, we got angry. We said we, made, we started making statements like God does not give anybody wives. He says that you have to go and find. Those days, huh, hmm, you have to receive. Now we even joke about it. The dear brother say he has received me. Oh, hey. Those days, um, tell me as you are like this. Eh? Hmm. All the ones that you are doing... Geez. Looking at the favor market, so you will pick. A brother will just come and meet me. Are you listening to me? (laughs) You are ever afraid already? Uh, (laughs) A brother will come and meet me and say, Pastor, I've received last week when I was in God's presence, the Lord, I received Sister Timmy as my covenant. Wife, I will say, brother, how did it happen? Can you share your experience? Say, at the early hours of the morning, three forty-five a.m. And when he shares his experience, I will say, okay. Then I will call you. I will say, my dear sister, please, has the Lord spoken to you about a life partner? Ah, daddy. <laughs> I, I don't know, but lately God has been saying that I should lift up my eyes. I should. I don't know what it means. I just heard season, season. I've been. I wanted to come and meet you last week. Then the Lord will now say you should go and pray about it. The pastor will go and pray. Then you two you now come back and say, I don't know. Last week, oh, I saw brother. So, G, in my dream, I knelt down, I was serving him food. Whereas his brother Gabriel came. Are we together now? The spirit of the Lord was very strong. People were led. Men like Brother Billy would go for service in in Bainway State and and the Lord would say, Stay there. Now I can't live in Bainway now. I can't live in Bainway now. Imagine what Bainway was then. I've I've been to Bainway before. Been to Benue Makodi. It was one of my worst experiences. Been there before. I don't have I I, I don't have memories. <laughs> now imagine how it was then. Now, they say it's developed now. 
see? And from that, from that decision, the nation shook. You get my point? But that's not even where I am now. When we get to that point, it will be a very, very sorrowful. It's not for today. Maybe next weeks, everybody will be weeping and repenting. So Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from, from Jordan and was led by the Spirit. So, I connected the, when I'm going to teach this, I'll connect it to the Lord is that spirit. It's an arm of the Holy, Holy Spirit. It's, it's, it's the difference between having an anointing and being anointed. We'll get there. Are we together, friends? I'm talking freshness, right? So, we're now, we're not looking at freshness in the word. You have to be fresh in the word. The word must be alive in your spirit. The next verse. Being tempted for 40 days by the devil in those days, and in those days he ate nothing. And afterward, when they had ended, it was what? It was hungry. Then what's the next thing we heard? Huh? And the devil said to him, if you are the son of God. And so this was a very powerful point for us yesterday. When we began to look at this statement and said that the temptation is not just turn stone to bread. The temptation is if you are the son of God. That is to say, when you equate sonship to something material, when you make material the proof of sonship. Are you with me? When you make material the proof of spirituality. And unconsciously or consciously, a lot of us make material the proof of spirituality. So, the enemy successfully weaved a philosophy. He weaved up an argument and weaved up an idea and said, you are hungry. But you are the son of God. The son of God ought not to be hungry, hunger is an indictment on your spirituality. So you need to change it. Now if Jesus had changed it, he had agreed with Satan that something external can judge my spirituality. Am I making sense here now? So he said, change this thing because you are the son of God. So what does that mean? It means that whenever I'm hungry, then my sonship is in question. Whenever I don't have a job, my sonship is in question. Whenever I don't have this, my sonship is in, is in question. Are you together with me? So anytime we have a lack, then our head is bowed. We are cowed because there's a lack. Because that lack is an indictment of our, of our spirituality. But Jesus Christ is saying, no, lack is never an indictment. Nothing material um, um, should be linked to your spirituality. Are you with me? Don't use material to judge spirituality. You can be far from God and full of riches. Are we together, friends? It's just if you are the son of God, if you immediately you enter that 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 place, you are cut off. You are cut off freshness because. 
when you enter that zone, what happens to you now is that you now begin to check and test where you are by what you have. You test where you are in God by what you have. So the day God blesses you, you think God is happy with you. So there is always this temptation to link your spirituality to something material. If you do that, you are cut off from freshness. You see, because when God is talking to you, he's talking from the glory realm. He's not talking in relation to car, house, and all of that. You must be able to relate with God outside of things. You must be able to relate with God outside of what? Outside of things. Are my friends with me? Friends, are you with me? Listen, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. If you allow Satan put you on this cruise, on this cruise, you won't know God. If you enter this train, you see, because it's a powerful train. In this train, Chris, in this train, you know, if you enter this train, you won't know God. But what will, what will keep you perpetually in this train is that miracles will happen. Yeah. If you are the son of God, toss stone to bread. Oh Lord, see what's happening to me. Oh Lord, oh Lord. So you are operating in that realm and then God keeps solving your problems. And then you keep forgetting your person. So it is, it is the introduction. Are you listening to me? It's the introduction of misinformation. It's a misinformation. Where the enemy misinforms you. Or gives you a wrong information. And you begin to operate by that information. A lot of you are here. You are waiting for God to be good. A lot of you are here. You are waiting that I know one day, one day. My God will shoot for me. I'm telling you the truth. Because Satan has told you, if you are the son of God, you shouldn't be experiencing this. You shouldn't be hungry. And so, you have agreed to it, but you are saying that, yes, I'm a son of God. Even though I'm expressing this, God will change my story. It's the same thing. Your sonship is not connected to that thing at all. Ignore. So even though Jesus could turn that stone to bread, he said, because you said it's me, one angel more. Till next week. I'm not eating again till next week. Because you are not okay to convert my spirituality to bread. It's not bread that makes me a son of God. I'm a son of God. You get my point? So, a lot of you, I was telling you yesterday, are not confident to show up as a son. You are waiting to, for God to solve that thing that is injuring your sonship before you show up. So, you are not, you have not entered fullness of confidence until you get a job. The day you now get a job, you now wear a suit on Sunday. And so, I just want to thank God. I just. Now, people, it pays to serve God. It pays. You were all here. 
when I'm always in church every day, cleaning the tables, washing the toilets, I knew my God will come through for me. Now, this testimony is to encourage somebody here. Now, we didn't see you with that confidence when you were doing those stuff. Because you were waiting. And so you put your sonship in hold until a miracle happens to you. Then you brag about your sonship. But guess what? You are not yet bragging about sonship. You are bragging about the material thing. Until you can be a son of God regardless. A lot of you can give marriage advice because you're not married. And you're waiting till you're married so that you can advise. No, you can advise if you're not married. Yeah, you can. Yes, you can. You can read the Bible and tell your single, your single, um, your married friend what to do. And say, this is what the word of God says you should do. Yeah, you can. The, the person's curriculum was studying, never married. Yeah. Mm. I'm not saying start a marital business too. Listen to me, and I'm not saying, and I'm not saying there is no difference when you're married. There's something about experience, but I'm saying let no situation have you cowed. That's what. That's my point. That's my point. That's my point. Some of you, because you have a bad, you went through maybe a, a, a divorce. You've gone through a divorce, and now you think you are no more a son of God. So, and, and now when people, when people are talking about marriages and all of that. You just want to shrink. No. You had one bad marriage, but if your marriage was good, it doesn't make you more spiritual. Yeah. It wasn't marriage that made you a son of God. Yeah. And so, you've had one bad marriage, you're out of it. Now, don't bow your head. Yeah. I don't want to see any of your head bow because of any situation. If you're going to bow your head, bow your head to God, not to lack. I just removed the cane in the spirit. I flog like people. Bah, bah, bah. I don't want you bowed over anything natural. Because that will be our testimony. It will be our miracle that we didn't have, but we had joy. And when we had, we see had joy. It says, if you are the son of God, tossed onto bread. So we exercise energy on fixing our lack. We convert our spirituality to fix our lack. Spirituality is if you, if you use your spirituality to fix your lack, you are disconnected from freshness. Freshness. Because God has a lot of things to talk to you about outside your major prayer point. You see, your major prayer point is not what's on the table. It might be on your own table. It's not on his own table. You know why? Because he has solved this before the problem started. Okay, let me show you something to buttress this point. So, Jesus Christ, if you are the son of God, command this stone to be... So, the, the, the temptation was not turn the stone to bread. He put something there that changed the whole game. If you are the son of God. And the preceding verse was, he was hungry. So, son of God should not be hungry. I say, hey, see me, I'm a son of God, I'm, I'm hungry. Hey, oh Lord. No. You are son of God. 
And that's all. You are son of God and you are blessed. You are son of God and you are powerful. You are son of God and you are anointed. That's it. When you lose that sense of identity because of lack, you can't be fresh and you lose your inheritance. Praise God. So don't link anything. Don't make anything validate your spirituality. Don't make it. It's a trap. And that was the statement Esau made. He said, he said, he said what, does the be- what is the use of a birthright, seeing that I'm hungry. So, if this birthright is truly working, I should have lunch. Clothed a thing be birthright, gaga, gaga, birthright, birthright. But we are hungry. And this same thing Satan is whispering to all of you. Say, so all this you're speaking in tongues, all this your spirituality, you see. Okay, transport yourself to Ireland. You don't, you don't have transport fear. Oga, 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 Oga. You don't have tra- Oga, Oga. <laughs> Oga, you don't have transport fear. Arian do Pakaya. You don't have transport fear. <laughs> you shift your energy to hearing God, to the Father transport fear. I need to prove, let people not say, where's my God? What's wrong with you? You are bonking. Liar, you get my point? Bonking. May this spirit enter inside you. When you stay in freshness and tarry in his presence long enough, Pastor Obi, to not be materially blessed Is is a great is a is a shocker <clears throat> that is excusable. I'm talking about my story, I'm so locked up in identity that if I'm not one of the greatest people you know, I'm going to be shocked. But the shock will be an excusable shock because it is not so important to be that great. But I'm still going to be one. Eh, so okay. Because his fatherhood is everything. You get my point now? That with him, we can do without everything. I'm telling you the truth. With him, we can what? We can do without everything. And without him, we're empty with everything. So Esau said that. What what was this um what is this birthright? What's this birthright about? I give it to you. Give me give me porridge. Let me let me eat. Whereas 
Jacob all his life had been about that birthright. The Bible did not write it, but I'm sure. It's not the knowledge of a child. His mother was the one training him. Uh, there's no doubt about that. How did he know? His mother must have been telling him about the birthright. And his mother has messed his mind to the point where even though he was having food, he was feeling so much lack until he gets the birthright. Another had the birthright and was hyping lack. One did not have it and was having lack every day in his spirit. He wanted it. Are you with me? Just stand here, Chris. He wanted that birthright. So mad. And one day, a window opened. Because when you are hungry, a window will open. There is a deep encounter that has, that has been set aside for you if you can sustain hunger. Ah, friends, God has ordained a day of hunger, a day of encounter, if you can sustain your hunger for freshness. Are we together? And um, um, Jacob was watching, waiting. And one day, Esau said, I want food. I'm hungry. I didn't catch anything. So it means that that day as they went to work, one was working for food. The other was working in hope. For birthright. You get my point now? You get my point now? So... So if you look at Jacob and say, Jacob, you are blessed. Jacob will not say yes. If you look at what he has in Jacob's hand, say, Jacob, you are blessed. If you judge Jacob by what he has in his hand, he knows you don't have light. That's why I told you that this freshness is what gives you discernment. So that when men come around you, you can know where they are by what they love. And you can know who's a covenant friend and who's not a covenant friend. Yes. Some will come around and say, Kai, see you. Hey. Every time, man, God has really blessed you. Just, ah, this one is an old dude. Hey. 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 It's okay. You want it? Go on. I saw that one into your life. Go and take it. The next day, see your shoes. I like the way, you know, you can judge people. Say, wow. See See your aesthetics. See the lies. Alright. You can take one of the lies. So that way you, you know. You know who is a brother. My point is. You should be able to have covenant. With people who don't have. What you have in the natural. But your fellowship is in the what? Is in the spirit. You should be able to. You should be able to discern true relationships. And I always use this example about freshness. Fresh word. When 
when Jacob got the blessing from his father Isaac. I will keep talking about it because it blows my mind. He ran away. How do you run away from a billionaire? Isaac was a billionaire. And this guy got words from Isaac. I ran away. And if you ask him, where are you? I've collected, I've, I've collected the better. And if you follow him and think that he has, he has put money in his account, you check his account, there's nothing there. Are you okay? So I've collected it. And when Esau came back to the billionaire and asked the billionaire, is there any blessing left? There was still billions. The billionaire said there's nothing left to give. He took everything. That is to say, when Satan equates your spirituality to material, is that he has hid you actually from everything. That the patriarchs did not call their billions anything. He says, so those men are not farmers, so they are not some farmers who are just he says, he says they have taken everything. And we see they see money. We see they see money. He said there's nothing. Hey, may you go upstairs, so yeah. may you go upstairs, so because yeah. this downstairs that you are living is a trouble. He said there's nothing again. Father, give grant me access to the true riches. Can I talk to you? The true riches are not even connected to ministry. I can be your preacher and I'm the one lacking. The preacher can be the one lacking the true riches. It's not the ministry. It has to do with the, the, the transfer and the dispensing of, of God's nature, character, and value inside your soul. God just pouring himself. And your value just changes. Your, 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 your character, your being, your inward being changes. Are you bored already? He says, look, I am what? About to die. So what is this birthright to me? Just launch you. Can I make a statement that might deliver you? There's something called the exaggeration of lack. Lack as an anointing. It exaggerates. Listen. Whatever lack you think you're experiencing, there are millions of people who are praying to be where you are. That you can even articulate, articulate your lack. That your mind has the capacity to articulate you. Some people don't have a mind to articulate. Where you are right now, you are one of the most privileged people on earth. <laughs> you don't know. Or, there's nobody here who is not privileged. There's nobody here who is not privileged. But lack exaggerates. I said, Kai. So this year we pass again. I will not marry this year again. 
Exaggeration. You can still do without a man in the next eight years. Eighty five years. You can do without marriage. Until you enter into the pleasures forevermore. And the joy at his right hand. Satan will mess you up. Let something excite you more than your lack. Let something excite you. Are you with me, friends? Let something excite you. Hey, when something excites you, Satan and God will not be tempting you with stuff. Satan and God. By the time Jesus was done here, by the time we got to the last temptation, Satan began to tempt you. I said, I give you everything. Say, I still don't want to get out. Chris, sit down. So, Jacob got words from his father. Are you together with me? I said, you have to be fresh what in the word. His, his spirit was lighted. And the guy ran away. Lot got green grass and green fields and went. And what eventually got was Sodom and Gomorrah. What did Abraham get that night? An encounter. How did Abraham go? Can I prophesy to this morning? What did Abraham get? An encounter. That was what Abraham, that was what Abraham got. Abraham got just there. Abraham got what? An encounter. He says, lift up your eyes. Look at the stars. Look at the sun. So shall your descendants be. That's a word from God. That's a word from God. That's a word that connects you to the realms of eternal relevance. A relevance beyond. Because when he was looking at the stars and the sand, it was, it was the New Testament. It was the new creation. Praise God. He could have fought for green grass. Listen, the difference between pursuing your lack and following the Lord is, is not comparable. Yes. Are you with me? Yes, sir. And then we got a word. Abraham got a word from God. For sure, you see, when we discuss power, when we talk about power, the power of God, the power of God, permit me to say the glory of God. The glory of God, its manifestation, what operates it in, through a man is the quality of his heart. Yeah. Yeah. So, let me give you an example. If I bless for me, for example, the effect of that blessing is connected to the quality of my heart. So if God gave you money, bless you, you got it from working with God. When you use that money for humanity, that money will be stained with glory and the effect of it will be tremendous. But if you didn't get it from God, if you use it to be philanthropy, 
It's also music. If you get someone who doesn't work with God to sing a song, the song will be sweet. If you get somebody who works with God to sing a song, the same lyrics, lives will be changed. You get my point now? So, you cannot understand that Sodom and the land Lot chose was turned to Sodom and Gomorrah because of the heart of Lot. It was, it was not Sodom and Gomorrah when he chose it. It's that everything is going to, can I preach here? Everything you have will fall to the quality of your soul. So, everything you have will either fall to the quality of your soul or rise to the quality of your soul. So with you, little can be powerful. I don't know if I'm speaking. With you, little can be powerful. That's why I want you to pursue freshness and not pursue plenty. Because plenty can be a curse when the soul is empty. Is God a fool taking you through a journey? Do you think he's a fool? Do you think he's not powerful to solve all the problems and make you all powerful, all wealthy in one day? No. It's that he wants the things you do to carry the force of witnessing, the power of, the power of representation. The power of representation. The power of what? Representation. Of representation. So, so he gives you a word and he expects you to steward it. You ought to be stewards of God's word. Paul was telling Timothy that by these words, he can warfare. What does that mean? It means that this word becomes my weapon for life. I know who I am, not by what I don't have, but by what he has said. What he has said. Can I take it a little bit further? And when you look at God's word, when he brings a word to you, Pastor Ayo usually also says this thing. That he has the prerogative of intention. So, you cannot fathom the length and the breadth of God's word to you. You can't. Don't try to. Who would have thought that the word God gave Abraham was making him relevant in the New Testament? You can't think that. So sometimes we, we disobey God or we don't take the word seriously because we think we understand it. I said, this is why he said it. You don't know why God spoke. When God says, marry this person, I bet you, you don't know why. You can't marry somebody as close to him. God, you see, he's, there's no much, there's no much difference. This one is Gabriel. This one is Michael. You understand? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God told Saul, go there, kill everybody, kill. You don't know why he said it. 
Don't say, God, I kill anybody, but I just helped you. But get look at those suck of Lily. I went sacrifice, but don't worry. We are co-laborers. Let me just, so I, I kill it for you. I sacrifice for you. <laughs> you don't, you, you, you don't know why he said what he said. And there is a serious reason why he said what he said. Some of you, the person God says don't marry. Hmm. You say, ah, is it because he has anger issues? You don't know. He does not only have anger issues. It's not, it's not anger issues. It's that he has hellfire issues. <laughs> I'm telling you, sometimes they are that strong that if you marry this person, you will go to hell. You don't know the implication of God's word. You don't know. Don't analyze it with your brain. Ordinary, your ordinary phone, there are things you put in some phones, the phone will not work again. Until you go and delete that file. Because you see, you see, the phone was not made to capture that volume. And there are some things you put on your phone, if you open it 55 times, the phone cannot open that document. He say it's not supported. Sometimes it will even lie on the document. He say the doc there is a faulty error. The document until you put that same document in in another phone. By the time you go to, you know what they are calling real phone, <laughs> you not find that that document is a full information of life. And they say, hey, but your phone was telling you error. <laughs> so some things God will bring to you, you will interpret it. Ah, ah, hey. Some people go will tell them marry this person. Say, oh, that guy, ah, uh, uh, he does not have fashion sense. I'm telling you, women sometimes don't marry people because of fashion sense. They does not know how to dress. And 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 the funny thing is that, which is insignificant though, that guy has a, in the future, he has fashion sense. In the future. Now that fashion sense, in the future, it can't support that sense. It, don't, it won't have money to support the sense. The sense will be dormant. And even when the sense comes, because it's been a while, it's used it. Have you seen old people trying to do nigger? Have you seen old people trying to do nigger? Have you seen old people trying to do it Or somebody who got born in gate 2001 trying to not dance what he dance. And in his mind, he's, he's dancing. Oh, God. You know, some men are usually in shock that they are out of town. They are out of circulation. You just be in shock. You just find that the new step is there's no way you can do it. It's happened to all of us, too. It's a sudden appeal to some of you. Sir. The new step is, you know, lately my wife was dancing one day in the house. I said, this fella, I know that uh, in the past you, you, you had a reputation of a great dancer, but it, it dance and progress. <laughs> I said, this style is okay, okay. So, uh, the new styles, about five styles of. I've got just lift up your hands and worship him. 
brings a word. Brings a word. You have to be comfortable living by the word. Bank on what God told you alone. Not one of, let it not be one of, let it be. Listen, sometimes when you're about to die, die wondering that when with those many three wars come to pass, let your prophecy regulate your death date. No, it's not time now. And God said, no, it's not time. Doctor, do it again. You know, I can't die today. The men of old knew when to die because they have finished their work. Paul said, I've finished my work. I've fought a good fight of it. Peter said, it's time for me to go. They went based on fulfillment of word. So you will see accidents like this. You will know you are the only survivor. You'll be in front of accidents. And say, I don't know about these people, but this one cannot die. You'll be looking at that and say, this one, did you use MRO, Moto MRFUNC, Moto MRFUNC. You can carry this reality to your dream. Even in dream, you won't be able to die in dream. You dream, you, you, know, you just can't die in dream. Are you with me? Who is that enemy? You can't die in dream. Because there is a word. There is a word. And then you can't be bullied also. You can't be forced to compromise. Because there is a word lighted on you. There is a word. There is a word. To be fresh, you have to always have his word in your tabernacle. You know what I look forward in anybody's life? Is a fulfillment of the words over them. Anna prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. God didn't answer her. One day she began to murmur, 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 broke into the spirit and said, A word lighted in her spirit, a prayer changed. I said, Wow, it's not me that needs a child, it's God that needs a child. You need to live. By that word. Ah. This is God's needs, God needs a child. By the time a womb produced divinely, every touch after that turned to babies. She had like five after that time. Because she had the main one. That should that is how wealth. And greatness should be to you. Your womb should first produce purpose. Should first manifest the word. And so Anna is a typology of that spiritual child of God. Hmm? Because the question that was asked her is, if you are truly a woman, and if you are truly the wife of Elkanah, why can't you have a child? Then God did not answer that prayer. Every year, you're saying, God, look at me. My woman, uh, see people are abusing, laughing at me. What concerns God with that? There was a word for her. 
Can I preach here? Yes, sir. The reason why your life is not going the way my, my life is going is that the word is not dictation. Yes, sir. <laughs> the reason why your life is not going the way my life is going, the thing is not dictation. God did not dictate a general word. Yeah. I got my word. My life is going in the order of my word. Yeah. Don't look at my life and put an indictment on yours. Don't don't look at my life and put an indictment on yours. There's no time today again. When would there be time? Which year are we going to have time? This way we are doing church. I don't know if God is happy with this way. I'm, I'm telling the truth. I'm not lying. I'm not sure if God is happy with this. What is this rubbish show? The thing that will change our life, time has gone. I'm frustrated. Just carry tie and suits like a... <laughs> I think we came to... I don't understand. So we don't have, so we don't have time. You don't, you don't know, we don't have time for the word. We don't have time. So all of us will now go and what happened was that we didn't have time for the word. We truly don't have, we don't have time inside us. There's no time. I don't understand what we're doing. And that's why a lot of us are very weak and are not confident and sure. That's why people are not giving their life to Christ. Because the people who have the life are not inspiring. Oh, give my life to Christ. We are not expressing a superior life. Yeah, I'm telling you the truth. They don't like it, what we have. Listen, my siblings are not concerned about me since day one. They are sure I'll be fine. Brother called me and said, ah, this crisis, we said, say, well, it can only happen to you. Because ain't gonna go lembe shuja. So, it should not my full feedback. Bring me by. Anybody me be shuja. I'm not fighting Satan. We are, we are in agreement. He <laughs> said, you are the one fighting Satan. So, I know that, uh, yeah. There's clarity. Yes. <laughs> There's no time. You, you remain the same. You better go and pray that God will give us the right pattern for this season. Yes. We need to get a pattern. We need to get, I'm, 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 I'm very, very serious. Those things that happen in the book of Acts will not happen in our days like this. Yes. Yeah, we just wear and cool and think we are doing this. So, the only thing of God that he has with you, that he's watching over, is the word he's giving to you. Watching over it. <laughs> That's the only matter arising. If you get there, what you are negotiating is what he said. John chapter 17, Jesus Christ said, give me the glory. That I had with you from the... Those are the conversations. Give me the glory that I had with you from the beginning. Now, what glory did you have with God from the beginning? Because you do have. 
Because before you were formed in your mother's womb, he knew you and he ordained you. So what's your ordination before you came? Those are the templates. That's the word that should be lighted. Not there are no job in Nigeria. What's your business? Upgrade. There are no job in Nigeria. When what's your business with all those Raz conversation? What's your concern with that? Which Nigeria are there no jobs? The spirit of the Lord will inspire you on what to do. There is inspiration, friends. There is what? Inspiration. We focus on the high things, on the higher things. The things he brings to us. Are you with me, friends? Yes. I have five more minutes before we end everything and uh, we say we'll come back for the second glorious service. Give me my main scripture. So there is a word. There is a word. There is a word. There is a word. And it's global. Yeah, you know, man. The word is global. It's global. And it will come to pass. Yes. See the amount of great things God does in various nations, various places. There's nowhere God has not picked one person, connected that one person with a lot of people, and they do mighty things. We can't even count it. You get my point? God does not need to take you to go and pick somebody from Las Vegas to do something great. He goes to Ogbomosho. He picks a village man and puts a word in his spirit. And that village man becomes a giant. It goes, to, it can, it goes anywhere. You get my point now? That's why you don't have to be intimidated by anybody, anywhere. Where you are, God will pick you. And turn you to a wonder. You don't have to. If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. And Jesus Christ said, You have lied to people. You have told them that they can only live by bread. You told them that material is what is justification for life. He said, But I've come to change the old story. That man shall no longer live by bread alone. That a new people have, are coming now, which I'm their class captain. And this one live by the proceeding word. That they know, they know the proceeding word. You get my point? They understand their seasons. You have lied to people that they can only live by bread. Only live by material. But the people have come. And I'm the one who repre- who's representing that generation. They live by the proceeding word. And sometimes the proceeding word is very simple. Sometimes it stank me. Yeah. Proceeding word is not some deep thing. So it stank me. You know, sometimes you think you have a problem and God says you are fine. <laughs> Say, Lord, look at me now. Say, really? You are fine. Friends? The greatest thing you can do at that point in your life, the greatest work you can do is the work of assimilating and internalizing that you are fine. 
Any other thing outside that is that's your only warfare to agree that you are fine. If you speak in 855 tongues to change whatever you are trying to change, you are wasting your time. Just say you are fine. That's warfare. You see, because he's the one that leads us, that teaches our hands to war. Warfare is you don't determine how you will war. By the time you are with him, he will tell you what to do. Okay, you can sit down. Let me try give us one last scripture, even though I'm still here, but for the sake of time, in five minutes, are you blessed? Are you sure? Or you are carrying a rumor? (laughs) John chapter 6. Don't worry, five minutes, I'm done. No, this is powerful. This is how service is meant to be. Just short, short. Shoki lobe. Shoki Meet in second, second service. We'll pick another thought, second service. And there will be signs, wonders, and miracles. In the name of Jesus. Now give me, labor not for the meat that perishes. So, I'm talking about the fresh word of God lighted on your tabernacle. Praise God. Quickly, 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 quickly. Now, the previous verse, I think that's 26. Jesus answered them and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me. Not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were what? Filled. What matter again? Bread. You seek me. You seek me for bread. So Jesus don't like to be sought for bread. Not to be asked for bread. You can ask for bread. You see, you ask with your mouth, whatever, but you seek with your heart. And that's an attack. He says, you want to, you are here for bread. Do not labor for food. Now, before he said do not labor, what was the previous verse? You seek me. What is the instrument of seeking? Heart. So where is true labor in? Heart. So whatever you are doing with your heart is serious work. Heart work is serious work. Heart work is what? Is serious work. I'm trusting the spirit to lay hold of your heart so that you can do the right work. Heart work. Where your heart is just seeking the Lord. It says, do not labor. So don't use your heart for food. Now, if you use your heart for food, it says that food perishes. But that's not only what perishes. Your heart also. Your heart begins to to come at the level of what it seeks. So you must use your heart for something high so that your heart can upgrade. If you use your heart for food, imagine an old heart that when you test the DNA of your heart is like porridge. Some people's heart is job. If you just, just, just do a test, take their heart through a lab, 
You just check it. What will just come out is career. That's the ad. A waste of resources. The destruction of the heart. That's what the apostle was talking about. About those whose God is their belly. And what did he say will happen in the end? Eh? Their end is what? Destruction. He says both the, this thing and the belly will, will perish. Their end is destruction. So you are going to take the shape of what you seek. So if we seek the Lord, how will our heart turn out to be? Like the Lord. Can you see it? Whose end is what? Destruction. Whose God is their belly and whose, whose glory is in their shame? Who set their mind on what? On earthly things. Food. Am I preaching here? So it says, do not labor. Don't use your heart. But you know the beautiful thing about this? If you don't use your heart. See, the person teaching us here is the one that can turn five loaves of bread to two fishes and turn it to feed 5,000. So this technology is accurate technology. That you would think that he that is teaching this does not understand bread. This is a master of bread multiplier. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, uh. One of the things that gets him angry the most that we see in scripture is if you are unsure that he will give bread. That was one of the few times we saw him rebuke his disciples. He said, I'll be careful of the living of the Pharisees. He said, for they thought that they didn't bring bread. He said, how can you think that? So if we didn't bring bread, unko. Okay, if we didn't bring bread, unko. Okay, if we didn't bring bread, unko. Is it not before you? I turned five loaves of bread. To, I don't, we didn't bring bread. Me, you didn't bring bread. Me. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He said, he said me. You are telling me you didn't bring bread. And there's somebody who just got to Lagos and you are saying you don't know anybody in Lagos. And God is saying you don't know anybody in Lagos. So that's an issue. Must you know anybody in Lagos? That's what he's saying. Jesus saying me, you didn't, what's my business with you didn't big bread? Why do you calculate what's not working for you? When what's not working is the perfect instrument for miracle. Say you didn't break bread. That is the ar- holy arrogance with which we should live life. They say Lagos is tough. Lagos is tough. Properties are expensive. Me, property, a Mizak, property, me. You are telling me, property, me, Zaki, Zaki. There's no job. Me, there's no job. Me, no, some there's no job. They told Jesus there's no bread. He said, Me. He said, I don't always think about bread. Bread issue is settled issue. What we are focusing on is the glory of God. He says, Don't labor for the meat that perishes. Me. 